greetings to everyone around the world. I'm Mel Fabregas from Veritas Radio at VeritasRadio.com with the second installment of the Corona Chronicles. Because lies are the virus and truth is the cure. First, I want to thank you and all of you who watched the first installment in various platforms, especially to our Veritas subscribers for making it happen. I had no idea I would receive so much feedback. I suspect it's because the first installment was entirely fact-based. Aside from my own personal opinion at the end of the video, the entire presentation was based on facts that anyone can verify. And many of you have forwarded to family members who were not quote-unquote awake, and the majority have received positive feedback as well. Now that we've established some foundations, I will open up more about what is behind this event, and I'll distill information received in the past few weeks that I deem important for this second installment. Remember to subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all our interviews, and also if you enjoy this content and want more. Let's begin. The following is information I received from one of our sources. Bill Gates and Barack Obama released a docuseries on Netflix called Pandemic in January, right before the Wuhan virus was quote-unquote discovered. The docuseries pushed the need for the Gates Foundation to receive funding to carry on virus research to prevent the next pandemic. Bill Gates funded the Wuhan lab in China that released the Wuhan virus. Bill Gates was a member of China's Academy of Sciences who built the lab and he was awarded their highest honor. The Wuhan virus was originally developed at the University of North Carolina by NIH grants approved by the Obama administration in 2012. The NIH defunded the UNC research in 2016, so the communist Chinese scientists left UNC and took their work to the newly built Wuhan lab in 2017, funded by Gates and his friends. The head of the Harvard chemistry department with ties to Gates and Epstein, was arrested for accepting bribes from the communists. Did Epstein know what was coming? The Perbright Institute, funded by Bill Gates, owns the patent on the coronavirus genetic sequencing. They did simulation testing on a global pandemic in 2018. Bill Gates and Barack Obama docuseries marketed the need for a global, quote-unquote, universal vaccine to replace all other flu vaccines. I believe it will be designed to deliver a human chip via nanotechnology. 12,469 people in the U.S. died of H1N1 flu, supposedly from Mexico under Obama, in 2009. Many of them children, because he waited six months to do anything and never closed the border. The media said nothing about fatalities from H1N1, but is creating huge panic around the United States via the mainstream media from the Wuhan virus to destroy the U.S. economy before the election, and perhaps recur to mail-in ballots. Over 60,000 people in the United States have died from the common flu this year, and the media says nothing about that, but is creating an enormous amount of panic from the coronavirus. It's interesting to note that the first cluster of deaths occurred in Kirkland, Washington, the home area of Bill Gates. This death occurred at a nursing home. Half the staff at that nursing home were infected by the Wuhan virus. They appear to be the carriers. The nursing home draws employees from a large Chinese population across the border in Canada. I believe Gates is placing carriers in vulnerable locations for the narrative and funding. 
Right after the first deaths were reported in Bill Gates' home area, the governor declared a national emergency and Congress approved over $8 billion, even though Trump asked for only a quarter of that. Much of the funding will flow to Gates' global partners. Suddenly, Bill Gates says his quote-unquote foundation will offer in-home testing kits where you swab your nose with a Q-tip and send it to his labs. How convenient. 19 out of the 21 who tested positive on the Princess cruise ship were crew members, meaning the crews are carriers and are infecting passengers. Who put them there? The virus started in South Korea because the leaders of a quote-unquote doomsday cult went to Wuhan, China, and went back and infected 8,000 of their members. Who paid them to do that? Iran's leaders suddenly became infected after Iran's foreign leader met with John Kerry in Munich and laughed about the virus on camera, almost like he was told to go home and create panic. All those videos out of communist China of them disinfecting the streets, people dying on the streets, and thrashing bodies were all fake and sent out by communist propagandists. Real videos show Hong Kong freedom fighters being rounded up in handcuffs and sent off to the quote-unquote hospital, where it's likely their organs are harvested and they are cremated. Real videos show elderly people in communist China trapped in buildings and left to die with no food. Real videos show that communist China installed major new surveillance cameras and technology to monitor people on the street and in their offices since the virus was released. Real videos show the Chinese people yelling, it's all fake, from high-rises, as the communists pretend to care for them on the streets below. They are now forced to use an app, which tells them when they can come and go, and tracks their every move. How did the communists suddenly develop this technology in a month? This was part of the plan. After President Trump closed travel from communist China in January, the Chinese blamed the U.S. and threatened to hold back our pharmaceuticals unless we open travel back up again. They did not expect him to do that. That thwarted their plans to seed the U.S. with more cases. And that is probably why the projected mortality figures are much lower than the experts predicted. I believe the virus is no more dangerous than the common cold, but has been engineered to be highly infectious and impact the elderly and the sick. Thankfully, it is not affecting children and young adults like pandemic flu does. I believe the virus was unleashed by the Communist Party to scare people back into their homes and stop the Hong Kong and Taiwanese pro-freedom protests. I believe the virus was unleashed by the Communists to crash the U.S. economy and drive people away from Trump rallies. I believe the virus was unleashed to help the Communists assert global control and to call the elderly and weak. All respiratory viral outbreaks peak in March and end in April. I believe this one too. The SARS coronavirus panic dropped the market 20% in March 2003 under Bush. Now the fake news is trying to distance Wuhan from the virus and so is China. That means we're right over the target. This is not conspiracy. This is real. And that was one of our sources. Now I'm going to share with you a few headlines. This one reads, Tyranny. Democrat ruled Vermont. Orders big box retailers to stop sales of items the bureaucrats deem non-essential in their stores. In fact, I'm receiving information that 
it's very hard to find seeds these days. And on a daily basis, I'm receiving information and videos from people visiting their local hospitals. You may have heard of the hashtag, film your hospital. Here's one. Hey guys, I just talked to a nurse through private message and she said all of her friends at other hospitals say they're at normal or low census for this time of year. Then she said these wise words. I wouldn't even comment about this garbage. This world has lost its mind. It was designed to separate everyone and be in turmoil. Don't let it suck you in. I am also told that hospital administrators are notifying every single employee not to talk to the media, even to independent journalists. If this is such a pandemic and the hospitals are in meltdown, why is it that we're not seeing that except for a few that the mainstream media is showing us, especially in New York City? Have you seen the crisis actors once again? A supposed doctor and then a nurse? Both have been proven to be fakes. One has been proven to be a doctor with an expired license with a specialty in simulation, whatever that might be. And the other one has been proven not to be a nurse. And once again, CBS ran with those stories without vetting them. So who are we supposed to trust? The media, which is notoriously lying to you. And as I said in my previous video, they are legally authorized to spread lies. Are there so many independent journalists going out there to hospitals, going inside emergency rooms and ICUs and presenting the facts? Empty space, hospital employees being let go because there is no patient volume and elective surgeries have been canceled because of this quote-unquote pandemic. Here's another one. I was so intrigued, I went to Fort Hamilton, Kettering and Mercy South. Pretty much empty, only a couple of people sitting in the lobbies, on their phones, texting. Very interesting. I have nurses in my immediate family telling me they have talked to their friends at other hospitals saying the same. So do your own research. Go to a hospital near you and look. I trust my family more than the mainstream media and politicians. And you may have seen this already. Google releases location data to help authorities check lockdowns. Now here's another case of Big Brother watching you. X-Mode and Tectonics, two companies, focus on a high-profile case, tracking location data from the phones of people who visited the beach in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in March during spring break. Among them, spring breakers who made national news two weeks ago when they ignored warnings to practice social distancing despite the worsening coronavirus pandemic. The result of tracking data a map posted on Twitter showed where people went after they visited the beach, spreading out all across the country to major cities including New York and Chicago, possibly bringing the coronavirus with them. I believe the amount was 40 different states. The potential embrace of such technologies by the U.S. government is leaving privacy advocates feeling uneasy. David Carroll, an associate professor at the New School in New York and a privacy campaigner who has worked for years exposing Facebook's Cambridge Analytica data scandal warned the coronavirus pandemic could be used as a way to undermine American civil liberties. He says, quote, pandemics offer an urgent justification to surrender to surveillance that informs response efforts, but privacy protections, especially related to health data, are among the first to be rescinded in this type of emergency. 
beyond taking pains to exploit our location data responsibly and temporarily, we need to ensure that when we return to normal, we do the work of dismantling the pandemic panopticon and finish overdue reform in the United States, which includes improving how we enforce fundamental data protection rights around the world. Otherwise, pandemic-level surveillance capabilities will surely be abused, unquote. If you wanted my opinion about this, I believe this is here to stay. Just like after 9-11, which already had the Patriot Act drafted, I am sure that there is some legislation out there somewhere that was drafted before this event took place. More headlines. It's a slippery slope from hand-washing to house arrest. More headlines. We've lost 46 jobs for every confirmed case of COVID-19 in the U.S. Something to think about. Some are making the comparison with an event that happened 82 years ago. War of the Worlds, where Orson Welles narrated a story and said that Martians had invaded New Jersey. About 12 million people were listening when Welles' broadcast came on the air. And about one in every 12 thought it was true. And some percentage of that one million people ran out of their homes and even some committed suicide. What is happening right now? The figures don't seem to justify the actions being taken. I know the government will say that it was preferable erring on the side of caution than doing nothing. But let me ask you this. Does it justify shuttering the entire world of commercial activity? I'm going to give you some real statistics. Over the weekend, the head of Indiana's Family and Social Services Administration announced that calls to the state's mental health and suicide prevention hotline had gone from about 1,000 to 25,000 a day. Calls to Indiana's addiction hotlines have risen dramatically as well. Reports of domestic violence have spiked in this country and around the world. In France, they rose 32% in a single week. Someday, we'll get the numbers on the child abuse going on during this lockdown, and we'll all feel sick to our stomachs. And what about service workers and business owners? Those are the ones really not being reported. They are not showing up on TV, talking about what they're going through. They are really getting hurt. You need to look closely to see their suffering. One thing is for sure, there will be plenty more livelihoods lost than the lives lost from this quote-unquote pandemic. Now here's another interesting fact. Did you know that heart attacks, flu, and pneumonia are down dramatically while COVID-19 is going up? What's really going on here? Are they relabeling the cost of death, attributing everything to COVID-19? It's not the same to die of COVID-19 or to die with COVID-19. And just like people who truly get cured of cancer, they're told by their doctors that it's impossible. They are in remission, meaning that the boogeyman is always there, perhaps dormant, but they always keep it in your mind so that one day it comes back. I presume the same thing is happening with coronavirus. We may see them opening commerce again and people going out. But something tells me that they will consider this almost in remission. And there might be another wave before the election. Have you noticed the Muckenberg media? They read the same script? Well, the same thing's happening now with most world leaders. It's almost that they're reading from the same script. 
And even those former world leaders are coming out with the same thing. We need to handle this as a one world government. It seems that the year 2010 was, can we call it a foundation to what's taking place right now? I read to you a Rockefeller Foundation report detailing with almost surgical precision what we're experiencing today. But if you thought this only happened in the United States, you were wrong. One of our listeners from Mexico sent an excerpt from a book titled The Futures of Health in Mexico 2050. This publication was financed by the Mexican federal government in 2010. I'm just going to translate a very small excerpt here. It says, Looking at the year 2020, a new lethal virus will be introduced in Mexico, for which there is no known cure. Even though there are restrictions in the ways in which it's transmitted, it has a short lifespan in normal environmental conditions. It is estimated that due to its cause, approximately half a million people will die. However, after a few months, preventive measures introduced will allow the control of this pandemic. And there are other portions, very futuristic portions of this book that mirror what others are saying about the medical industry in the future. Less and less doctors, less general practitioners. There will be a lot of specialties and a lot of it performed by AI. And here are some facts briefly discussed during the last installment. Facts the mainstream media won't tell you. Again, in 2015, the Bill Gates-funded Perbright Institute applied for a patent on the coronavirus. In 2018, they were awarded the patent. In October of 2019, Bill Gates held Event 201 in New York City, which was a live worldwide coronavirus outbreak simulation that starts in Wuhan, China. In September 2019, the push for ID 2020 was launched, which is a digital ID that is injected in you with a toxic vaccine and tracks your every move over the 5G network. In October 2019, Wuhan, China was the first city in the world to go live, microwaving its citizens with a full 5G rollout. A month later, the coronavirus broke out. And up until now, I wanted to not discuss 5G at all because a lot of people are not seeing that connection and they may think that this is just another conspiracy theory. In fact, the media has pushed the accelerator on discouraging anybody to connect 5G to this. Look at the media today. And by the way, something else from Mexico. Two different people that I know sent me information about Mexico this past weekend on Friday and Saturday evening. One person said, for those of you who know people in Mexico, stay at home on Sunday and Monday. There will be chemtrails with radiation. What they want is to be able to make people feel sick, to blame it on the coronavirus. Now, if you've noticed in the United States, most people reported that there weren't any chemtrails since March 31st. In Arizona, I hadn't seen a single day with chemtrails. But lo and behold, on Sunday and Monday, full chemtrails. And these were two people, different people in Mexico, who told me those two days they will be spraying. And obviously I cannot vet or confirm what they're saying, but they're saying that what they're spraying and what people are feeling is radiation poisoning, not coronavirus. 
Could there be a correlation between this and 5G? And until now, I was not discussing this subject at all because I didn't want to lose people on the first installment. But I must. Did you know that oxygen hit with 60 gigahertz, one of the frequencies of 5G, cannot bind with blood hemoglobin? Could this be why people are collapsing, fainting, and dropping in China, Ecuador, and other parts of the world? What happens when oxygen stops reaching your brain? 5G causes flu-like symptoms without the phlegm. Many are experiencing dry cough. Did you know the Diamond Princess cruise ship was specifically designed with 5G? And it's where many have been quarantined for coronavirus and some have died. There might be a relationship with density of cell sites, fake clouds, and heavy metals synergistically working with each other. It seems they're digitizing the human body and Wuhan is a test run for a weaponized quote-unquote virus. Perhaps this is the beginning of Agenda 21. And of course, there's the Q angle, the mass arrests, the rescue of children and women from underground bases. But I'm going to leave that for another time. Some say that this week will be crucial. A Pearl Harbor, another 9-11. This is what our own Surgeon General said a few days ago. And the three days leading to Easter will be very important. Some talk about three days of darkness. Does that mean no internet? Does that mean no electricity? If I were you, I would prepare for the next three days and perhaps even the next two weeks. And if you know me by now, I say this to spread awareness, not fear. Tomorrow is for those who prepare. And about Bill Gates, think about this. The same person that believes the earth is overpopulated wants to, quote unquote, save your life with a vaccine. And I'm not going to discuss this right now, but I'm expecting to have an interview in the very near future with somebody who worked for FEMA for 20 years and she knows the ins and outs and what is coming and what has been planned. A plan where they don't want you to consume real food. They want you to consume synthetic food to quote-unquote save the planet. They don't want restaurants because they want to control all the food supply. And when you think of ID2020 or a microchip being injected in order to track your vaccination records, in order for you to be able to travel to work, some people think it would be just a microchip that you can remove. Not quite. But this person is saying it will be a, a gel injected into you with nanotechnology. And that gel will grow with time. And that gel will become you. And you will not be able to remove it. And that gel will be connected to a centralized computer system, AI. This is what they have in store for us. Now, for those who are still asleep, here's some how to create a fake pandemic for dummies, or let's call it 101. Step one, suppress people's already weakened immune system by rolling out 5G wireless technology, which is used as a weapon in the military. And by the way, do you know that Russia has not installed that in the civilian aspect of their country, only military sites? Take a look at their coronavirus numbers. It makes no sense being right next to China. Step two, declare that there is a new virus in an area of the world where 5G is already rolled out. Step three, start testing people for infection with an inaccurate test, which no one even knows the accuracy of. Make sure it gives lots of false negatives and false positives for maximum uncertainty. 
most people will take the numbers of infected you present as fact. Step four, focus on mainly testing people who are really sick. Step five, make sure the media goes all in on overhyping and fear-mongering. Step six, after weeks of testing very few people, start testing for far more people at an exponential rate. This will create the illusion that the outbreak is now spreading rapidly. Step seven, start counting people who die of the flu or other similar illnesses as dying of the pandemic virus to inflate the numbers. Step eight, wait until the perception of the pandemic is scary enough that people are demanding to be mass quarantined and think it's a fantastic idea and the only solution. Step nine, option one, keep things locked down until warmer, sunnier weather decreases incidence of what is otherwise mostly normal symptoms of colds and flus, plus some 5G immune suppression. Step nine, option two, keep society under permanent medical martial law with numbers never going up, but not disappearing fully either. Step 10, eventually present a vaccine, which most people take unquestioningly. After all the fear mongering and the quarantines, people will be completely paranoid and no longer thinking rationally, assuming they ever did at one time. This vaccine will mess with their immune system, just like flu vaccines do. Congratulations, you now have the tools to make your own fake pandemic. I also wonder how many people who have been confirmed as positive for coronavirus were vaccinated recently for the flu vaccine. Because if you look at some of the ingredients of the last flu vaccine, one of the ingredients was live coronavirus. I hear more interesting facts. In 2019, 5G was launched. Result? COVID-19, coronavirus. 2009, 4G launched. Result? H1N1 flu. 1998, 3G launched. Result? Influenza. 1991, 2G launched. Result? Cholera. 1979, 1G launched. Result? Influenza. World War I, from July 28, 1914 to November 11, 1918. Radio waves launched by military in Axis allies countries. Stress plus weakened immune systems of soldiers. Result, 1918 Spanish flu. Conclusion, every time the world gets an upgrade in its electromagnetic field, the mass population weeds out the ones with weakened immune systems. Cruise ships have 5G. Hospitals have 5G. Major cities have 5G. Airports have 5G. No wonder they want to move everyone from the countryside into smart cities. Perhaps to geofence the population. And I want you to think about the following. The basic tenet of business used to be, if there is a demand, then there will be a supply. Now, in our upside-down world, the model is, if there is a supply, then there will be a demand. A business creates a product, advertises it, and the people will give it value based only on their desire for it. Desire for something they didn't even know existed prior to seeing the advertisement. They think that this will be the product that will make them complete. Drug ads on TV are not advertising drugs. In fact, they are advertising diseases. The placebo effect can heal you but it can also be used against you. Remember, 
quote-unquote restless leg syndrome? No one knew they had it until they saw the repetitive advertisements on American TV. Once they believed they had it, the demand for the treatment was there. Think about that and apply it to this situation. They are manipulating the figures to create a false demand and supply you with multiple vaccines in the future. And to close this second installment, for those who say they, quote-unquote they, can't control the whole world, are you awake yet? A few people have the entire world locked down in just a few weeks. And if you think this is just a quarantine, think again. A quarantine is supposed to be for the sick. This is for everyone. This is what a tyranny looks and feels like. We cannot let the few ruin our future, ruin our freedom, and everything the fallen heroes fought for. And remember this important quote, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. There is no force that can put an end to the human quest for freedom. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. This matters. Better to die fighting for freedom than be a prisoner all the days of your life. That's it for this edition of Corona Chronicles. Remember to subscribe at VeritasRadio.com if you enjoy our content and want to support an independent media platform. I will now leave you with some images of the world that we left behind and the world we must fight for so that our children can remain free. Thank you and God bless. I'm Mel Fabregas. Until next time, be well. Mm-hmm.